ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. Matt, you get to do such fun stuff while I'm here in Atlanta working. Uh, <laughs> you get to go like go out in the field, and you get to go to Comic-Cons and stuff and talk to people. But here's the thing. I love it because you do such good interviews, and you recently went to the LA Comic-Con. It's a, it's, it's a Comic-Con that's growing. It's getting bigger every year, right? Like They're getting bigger venues yeah, they keep and bigger changing people. their friggin' name. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> like, what comic book convention is this? Like You look it up on a different... Things, but yeah, this year it was the Los Angeles Comic Con. It's been called Kamikaze in the past. Stan Lee's Comic Con. Yeah, it's been yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Stan Lee, bro. Ooh. Yeah, he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> but no one really dies in the comics, so who knows if he'll come back? Yeah, his legacy will live on forever. That is for sure. But while you were at the L.A. Comic Con, you got to interview a lot of amazing people. They're great interviews, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and it's it's one of those. I was so psyched. This is the first time I actually got into a Comic-Con as... It was the first time I applied as press. Normally, because Rumi and I work as professionals in the film industry, we can get what's called a professional badge where you have to prove that you work in an industry tangent to comic yep. books and, and convention and pop culture. And um, many conventions offer badges to those type of people. And this was the first time where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get in for the podcast as press. And I kind of got a, got it in my head. I wanted to have a press pass because I wanted to put it in my fedora and go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you want to talk about comics? Hey, yeah. Every on the front page news. Extra, extra. <laughs> Even though that's a paper boy, which is not the same thing <laughs> as, as a journalist. But I was like, oh, that would be really cool. And I kind of like got it in my head that I wanted that press badge. But if you were and a paper boy, you could meet Christian Bale. So I would sing with Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little dance, eh? That's kind of outside of our wheelhouse <laughs> to reference newsies. But you knew what I was talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, we you were nerd. both right there. It's actually the second time that we've referenced that this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that being said, we got I got the press pass. I was so excited. I went with my buddy Steve. I was bummed that you weren't able to go because you weren't in town. But it was a great con. It turned out to be really good. We had a bunch of scheduled interviews that were just fucking great, and we're really excited to present those to you real soon. And then there were a couple of interviews that kind of just happened. The one that we're going to do, to do for you guys right now is the comic book men from yeah. AMC. We got three-fourths of the comic book men. Uh, Walt wasn't there for this one, so it's not like we couldn't get him. He just wasn't here. But uh, I got to talk with Ming Chen and Michael Zapsik first, and then uh, Brian Johnson, like, apparently a late riser, and he's apparently infamous for being either late or no shows to these cons, he eventually came later. And because of my amazing stalking abilities, I was able to get a second interview with him later. You are so good at running up and being like, hey, you want an interview? And people are like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, that's like this is fucking handsome ass redhead. They're like, first of all, <laughs> whoa, Ginger approached me fast with the microphone. They're like, he's not as unattractive as the rest of his clan. And they look and they're like, guy's fucking buff as hell. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly their inner monologue and not like you hit me up on Facebook and scheduled this earlier. <laughs> well, a couple like Brian Johnson, I don't remember what was re what I don't remember where I turned the the recorder on at certain points, but Brian Johnson was specifically was like I normally don't do interviews and I was he's like this better be good. And I don't remember if I got that or not, but I was like, "Oh, it's going to be good cuz I'm, you know, I'm me." It was good, dude. Oh, I thought it was. And I thought he had fun with it too at least. So, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, 
Uh, AMC has a show that is based on a Kevin Smith podcast where he and a bunch of his friends who run his comic book store in Jersey and in Red Hook, um, they have a show called Comic Book Men and it's a podcast. And then they also have a reality show about the guys who run the store and they have all sorts of both famous and regular people come in, do deals, talk to the guys. They have different challenges. It's kind of like Pawn Stars meets Antiques Roadshow, but without the roadshow part of it. Like, sure. th- it's like a comic book shop and people come in to the comic shop trying to either sell or buy rare comics or, or memorabil- memorabilia and they make a deal. And it's, in- it's interesting because of that, because the history behind some of these comic books and, you know, they talk about it a little bit in this interview. And, you know, I, I, I don't watch, I, I, I want to say I don't watch a ton of TV, but that's fucking bullshit when you think about all of the shows that I watch. But right. This is my, uh, no joke, my favorite show, and I say that because it's the most enjoyable show for me to watch, because every episode, I just want to be there with them talking about whatever. Whether it's something I know in depth, something I've never seen or heard from before. The guys, I mean, the way the show is 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 brought together, the three guys, uh, Walt, Mike, and Ming, they know so much, they live and breathe comic books, they love comics. Brian isn't really a comic book guy. He's just their friend who kind of, I don't even know if he officially works there. It just goes for the show. But like, <laughs> he's funny as all hell. They're friends who you could tell love each other and love the store and what they talk about and what they see. Yeah. The, the stuff that comes across their desk is so really cool. And it really is like really fun to watch those those episodes. And I love like really, really everything. And there's time where, you know, I love original art. There's time where original art comes across. There's times where rare books comes across. There's times where books or, or action figures or toys or something that aren't necessarily rare, but it's just that slice of nostalgia that hits you right in your childhood. You're like, you know, oh, like, I, I had that G.I. Joe tank. Yes. Hell and yeah. it's, it's that kind of show. And I love it. Um, me and cousin Mike, who you guys know from some of our San Diego um, interviews and whatnot, me and cousin Mike made a pilgrimage there once. Um, cause it's Kevin Smith's own, Kevin Smith owns the comic book store yeah. and I had just bought some, some art from Kevin Smith books, including his daredevil book and one of his Batman books. So I got to buy the actual issues that he wrote from that store, which doesn't oh, really mean shit, cool. but like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, oh and does. the Batman book Walt drew. So oh. I got to have Walt sign a book that he drew that I have original art from. So maybe one day if I frame that, I can put those pieces together, the, the, the original art that Walt drew as well as the book that he signed. And it's pretty cool. It's 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 fun and it's a fun store to go to. Yeah. We, we Jay went, Silent Bob's Secret Stash in exactly. Red Hook, New Jersey. And we went and they were like, oh, sorry, guys, we're full up right now. We don't need anybody, you know, walking around to be on the show. We're like, we really don't want to be on the show. We just kind of want to like look at comics and like buy something. And like, oh, we'll come back in an hour. We're not extras. We're actual customers. Yeah, like, I'm actually a fucking dork who wants to see the comics. Like it'd be cool to be in the show, but that's not why I'm here. Um, <laughs> I talk a little bit about that in the interview, I think. Do I'm- well, yeah, let's throw to the interview, dude. Enough right. jibba jabba. Let's get to some more jibba jabba. <laughs> we got the Launchpad Podcast. We are here at the Los Angeles Comic-Con with none other than Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik from the Comic Book Men. What's going on, fellas? Dude, I love you. Pronounce both of our names correctly. I know. I was really impressed with yeah. that one. Well, I got it. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I see you guys on the show all the time. You say it all the time. There's a poster behind you, but I didn't talk to you before the show. Hey, Mike Zipsick. Mike Zipchick, what's going on? Ming Chef, what's (laughs) up? Ming Chef. Didn't you have a, you got uh, picked up by somebody with a Ming Chef limousine placard, right? Yeah, LA Comic Con, gracious enough to get me a ride from the airport to downtown LA for the con. 
And uh, yeah, usually they have the little sign for you at the like, airport. Hey, it, it, I'm it, Cliff Ming Chef. It said Cliff Ming Chef. Well, I was gonna say there's some idiot yeah. named Cliff Ming Chef at the airport right now, yeah. wondering where the fuck yeah. his ride is. Right? Yeah, I'm Dr. Galawikas. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. <laughs> he's over there. He's actually Gordon Ramsay's yeah. like second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry. I've got risotto to make. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's it's LA. I give I give everyone in this town just a little bit of a leeway here. Is <laughs> just a little bit. Wow, what a guy. Always, always. interesting. And everybody counts on that, too. It's like, boy, I hope Ming Chef gives me a a (laughs) little bit of leeway. Ming Chef is known for giving a little bit of rope to hang himself with. Yeah, for sure. But, dude, I saw the word podcast. Uh, You know, you contact us early on, but you had me a podcast, dude. And, you know, you guys don't say a lot about it on Comic Book Men, the the TV show, but you guys are both huge podcasters, both together and Separately, right? Yeah, like you guys I've, do a lot of different shows. Yeah, we've got a lot of podcasts. You want to plug them? Like give, give me a plug for We each actually, Ming and I just opened a podcast studio in New Jersey. It's about 10 minutes away from the secret stash. It's like a clubhouse for podcasting. It's, that yeah, sounds incredible. Imagine a recording studio, but geared specifically for podcasters. That's, I mean, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I'm actually a New York guy. Are I'm you? A New York and a Connecticut guy. I've been out here for about 15 years, but every once in a while, my cousin, who's a Connecticut guy, yeah. we are big Stash guys, whenever I go home, we make a pilgrimage. Oh, dude, so, so you know, we'll come uh, say block hi. out another hour afterwards or before and come podcast with us. I will take you okay. up on that for sure. Because sure. that would be that yeah, would be amazing. We do everything we help people, we teach people we teach classes, teach people how to podcast. That's incredible. Podcasts, and then we help it market and uh, get it out there as well. So when do you guys sleep? Because you work at the sh- at the store. Like, that's incredible. You have show you have radio shows, you have TV shows. You families, work at it. Families. That's right. Families. Yeah, we got families. You both have families. You both read at some point, right? Uh, I, I, I skim. I skim <laughs> comic books now. Yeah, it's, I read uh, late at night for sure. Yeah, I'm currently really into the Marvel What If, the old school Marvel the What old If ones. What if How series? old are we talking? Like, you know, when did they the start? The original, man, 1976. Yeah. Wow. Then, yeah, then on, you know, what if, uh, the, you know, what if Doctor Doom got to the Fantastic Four before they got their powers. Yeah. What if uh, What if, if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? Right. What if Jean Grey didn't die? All those things. What are some of your favorites? Yeah, and then of the um, what ifs? Yeah. And then some of them they took in and they use them as movie plots oh, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. So uh, one of my favorites is uh, what if what if Wolverine had led Alpha Flight? Okay. That was really cool. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah, which th- that should be a movie. I know. Yeah. Cuz I should bring Alpha Flight That's and, a really good one. And then have yeah, and his greatest heroes. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Ming? What's 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 a what if that that you want to see as a movie? A movie oh, that as you a think movie? Has, has, or just a story that has legs where you read it and you're like, that was a damn good oh, story. Man. What if the Avengers had taken over the world? That's a good one. That That's a good, a good one too. Really I read that one. one. That's a really good one. That's a good one. Uh, what is it? I can't remember. It was like, what if uh, I can't remember? Somebody owned the Hulk. Did I? Am I remembering this what one if right? Somebody owned the Hulk. Yeah, no, that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Uh, what if was, the Hulk was someone's bitch? Was, pretty, pretty that's much. What it was called. Yeah, that was the actual. Yeah. Thing. That was the actual yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, presented by Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was code approved. Go figure. Yeah, it was great. So there was a guy named Jefferson Davis Willis who owned the Hulk. There you go. He was his bitch. Because uh, yeah, I grabbed one just kind of as reference or something we're working on, and then I was like, "This is great," and I started. Oh, yeah. Buying a whole bunch of them. I found a dude at a recently had them for a dollar each. Oh, you're gonna say at a garage sale? That would have been so uh, much cooler. <laughs> and then I came to the store. We have a whole stack of them there too. Oh, I'm yeah. like, uh, you work at a comic book store. I know. He's going out and like, hey, I yeah. went, like I just paid forty two dollars for this. It's like because you're an idiot. Yeah, of course I knew they were they existed, but I just never really took that that much notice. 
this, oh, these are fun, but they're really fun. They're, yeah. I'm a big Daredevil and Punisher fan, and I don't think I've ever read a what if Daredevil or Punisher story that I didn't like. Right. There's what if yeah. one killed the other. There's what if uh, what if Punisher and Venom had a crossover. Yeah. There's a Venom and uh, Captain America crossover. Right. And I thought all those are just going to be like cash grabs, but you read it and the story is actually there. The yeah. writing yeah. is there. Another one of my favorites, It was uh, the art was by Michael Golden, mm-hmm. and uh, it was... What? No, it was Pat Broderick. I'm sorry, not Michael Golden. It was what if uh, Spider-Man had prevented Uncle Ben from dying? Oh, so and what he was happened? a he was a complete douche. <laughs> yeah, because he had no responsibility anymore. Sure. Yeah. Instead of the spectacular, you know, Peter Parker the spectacular Spider-Man is Peter Parker the douchey Spider-Man. Yeah. So that and I would have loved yeah. to have seen that go the amazing further. Douche, yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Not like angst ridden. He's more like, how the hell am I gonna, you know, turn this to my advantage? He was a media superstar before like Twitter and it, it was really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And they really they really are a good story. I wish they collected more of them because I'm a trades kind of guy. They, you think they're, so? they're doing like ultimate collection of what ifs. Oh, so see, like, I know they have collections, like you said, from the 70s working all the way back. And they're going to work all five of those. the way to the front. Oh, so we've got to wait a little bit because yeah. I'm, like I'm an 80s, 90s but, guy. But you don't have to wait. Uh, you know, what I recently seen, what Walt and uh, I don't, Mike may have done it too. And then I saw, um, I went to writer Cullen Bunn's house recently. You can get them all bound, the individual issues. You can get them oh, just, hardback bound. They're very talented Bo- uh, comic book binders. Book binders, yeah. They'll, cr- they'll create an uh, outer hardcover case for you. Looks That looks like Marvel or DC See, did I've it. I've seen some of those yeah. on eBay where it's like a custom, yeah. Uh, yeah. custom some, bound book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some of them do uh, like dust jackets that are far superior to anything yeah, that Marvel or DC yeah, are doing. It's not that much. I was like, dude, how much was this? He was like 30 bucks. I'm like, what? Whoa. Yeah, it's not that much. So That's because he's buying in bulk. <laughs> Colin Bond has probably got like, yeah, I'm going to go from uh, 1938 to now. Yeah. So with a lot of things these days, you can seize the power in your own hand, you know, like podcasting. Sure. Start your own radio show. It's great. Well, let me ask you a couple of things. I'm going to ask uh, uh, some separate questions okay. here. Ming. Yes. You kind of got involved with all these guys because you had a fan site yes. for Clerks. Like, I did. That's how you originally that's got how, into Kevin happened. Smith's universe? Yeah. I, uh, I was learning to build websites in the early 90s. Uh, channeled my fandom through uh, creating a fan website. Kevin saw it, called me, and uh, the rest is pretty... It was life-changing. Clerks, the movie Clerks changed my life. See, that's funny as hell because I think I, I know if I, but like most people, I think when we watch Comic Book Man, yeah. we think these guys have it made. Like, they're, they're best friends. They work at a comic <laughs> book store. They have a TV show. They have all this fun. They meet all these great people. But I think, like, you specifically embody that dream because you weren't even in that industry or in that life. No. And you just loved it so much. Yeah, it channeled it somewhere and it, it worked out. So I, th- I think... This day and age, uh, that can work out for most people. Uh, if you like playing video games, go Twitch stream, become an esports champion. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can do that. You uh, you know, you want to make short, stupid videos of yourself yourself like jumping onto cakes. You can, <laughs> and that could be a hit. I love that. That was your go-to example. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you know, if you want to have a hit, you know, one-hour podcast, you you can because anyone can do this now. Pretty awesome. It, I mean, it's it super. And I tell you, I love the show. I've listened to. I love. I love your podcast. Thank you. But I also love Comic Book Thank Man, you. and it's. It's the one show that I like. My wife knows not to talk to me when we're li- when, when I'm watching. You don't need to be paying attention. You're not going to miss any important plot points. No. Yeah, she's sitting there doing like a, a, a really sexy striptease in front of you. You're like, get out of the way, no, honey. Wait, Comic Ming's book, on, Ming's man. On. Ming's on screen. Mike, you've been married. Is, is that what your wife does when you're watching TV? Because um, I haven't seen a sexy yeah, striptease like, mm, in mm, some time. I'm trying to think. Well, we don't have like a sound system in our house yet, so I'm, I'm waiting for that. Okay, but so you think it's a technical issue? I, I, yes, it's <laughs> okay. It's it's a design flaw, not a launch problem. Yeah. So 
Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you. As far as the show goes, yes. there's been some amazing and some wacky shit that people have oh, yeah. brought in either to show oh, yeah. you or to try to trade. Do you guys have a favorite either that just blew your socks off because of how awesome it was <laughs> or like when the guy left, you looked at each other and was like, what the fuck was that? Well, I'm always like, what the fuck is up with these people? Yeah, even if it's yeah. like, you know, Death of Superman, like, still in the bag. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, who gives every a shit? Time, yeah. yeah, every time. There's like 42,000 of them just floating around on the streets of Red Bank, so. Sure. I mean, we get a lot of garbage on a daily basis, so of course they leave and we, we make fun of them. Usually we make fun of them to their face sure. as they're trying to pawn off, uh, you know, waterlogged comic from their grandmother's basement. But, you know, we get a lot of cool stuff as well. You know, I'll, I'll come in. Look up at the wall and like, whoa, when did those come in? Is there anything I've seen on the show where, where you guys have seen something that spoke to you personally? Like, I know you had the G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, the USS um, Flag aircraft carrier. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was an emotional response for sure. Oh, God, yeah. And it's really fun. I think, you know, it's, it's, we're at this Comic-Con here, right? And we're all nerds. We all love yeah. our own aspects of nerddom. But it's, it's our place to kind of feel with each other. Right. When you watch the show, you can see when, when you got excited about that mic. You're, you know so much about comics. You know when a book hits the, it hits the counter. You know if it's worth something, if it meant something to you personally. And it's fun for us to watch that, even if we don't necessarily care about yeah. that specific item. Is there anything that maybe didn't make it to the show or wasn't it either before the show or not on a day that you were taping that you guys saw that like blew your socks off? Yeah, actually, uh, I'll tell you a story that happened. I had just come back from a con and we were, we were dark that six months mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, it was in between... Uh, taping. This guy comes in with a uh, cardboard box, and it's full of Golden Age comics. Key, key, super key issues. And I'm like, holy Christ. And in great condition. I'm like, what are you doing with this? He's like, well, my father just passed away, and he was an artist. When he was 17 years old, he would uh, go up to the city and do art for uh, one of the companies, and they gave him you know, free copies, and these are the copies that survived. I'm like, that is badass. I'm like, but give, give the people a taste. What are we looking at here? Well, 1950. Okay. 1948 to 1952. So we're looking at uh, some EC comics. He had uh, almost a full run of um, uh, weird fantasy. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I said, look, I'm like, you could sell these on eBay. It's a lot. You'll make a ton of money and you should do that. And he's just like, nah, I'm closing out my father's estate. This is stuff we didn't want. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, look, I can't give you what they're worth. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, here's the deal. You offer me something or I go and I chuck them in the dumpster. And I'm like, what? I got, I'm, I'm like, I got 500 bucks here. I had $500 yeah. in my pocket. Bam, slapped it down. Baby needed <laughs> braces or something. I'm like, sorry. No, no, you can, you can go to the, the Batman dentist. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, like, like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. The mirror. The mirror. mirror yeah. yeah. But it worked out for you, though. It's it's a, that's incredible. When you see a box like that come in, do you think that's got to go to Mike's house or that's going to be for the stash that was or the That's Because yeah. we don't do Golden Age comics mm -hmm. and we have people coming every once in a while looking for them. But for the most part, it's just like we do modern and Bronze Age. So, But this was like, this was all me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying this for me. So yeah. I held on to them for a while, but then I flipped them. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty rare, though. Mostly you're going to get sure. like, all right, I want a million dollars for these. Once like, a just decade died. kind of thing. Those, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm cashing out. Yeah. Well, I think we at home root for you guys when we watch the show and we see, there. you know, there's times where you want to buy something for the, for the store, but there's times where we know you want something for yourself. Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh, I hope they get a good deal. Oh, I hope they get a good deal. Mike, you, I think, I mean, you just have such a pedigree of no knowledge about comics, about books. You're the guy who 
finds all the flaws when they look at Thank a book you, but, itself. Uh, Walt's just as good, but he's like, you he's know what? Not. Here's the deal. I'm, he's like, I'm going to pass this off to him because I don't want to touch this right. stuff. Yeah, for sure. And you have this encyclopedia knowledge of so much of the stuff. I mean, I'm, I don't know how much in editing as you look and stuff up, but you uh, know your stuff. No. I, I know a lot of it. There is no way I could know all of it. That's, oh, for sure. Yeah, I got to preface it by saying, because you know, somebody's going to listen to this and be like, I'm going to the Mike stash. I'm going to stump them, <laughs> which right. is fun. Come on in. Oh, like a challenge. Throw it down. They do all the time. Like, oh, oh so. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, we get that a lot. Oh, I never even thought of that. But yeah, yeah why wouldn't you? Right. Oh, yeah. It's like a freaking uh, like Bruce Lee would get challenged all the time. He would like <laughs> kick people's asses. So you're doing you're doing like the, the, the one inch punch yeah. comic wise. OK. I'm going to talk about slabbed books with you specifically. Okay. Because I feel like that's something that has been around for a while, but it's getting more and more prevalent, I feel like. It is mainly because it's... Cha-ching! Uh, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> money, and it's also uh, preserving a piece of history. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, and I tell people, like, hey, should I get this uh, slabbed? And it's... My first question is like, well, have you read it? Did you yeah. even read this? Because <laughs> most people don't. I'm like, you know what? Read it. Yeah. Enjoy it as it was meant to be enjoyed. Then, you know, slab, I mean, inherently, I, you know, I know he's against it. Inherently, I'm against it because you're ruining the whole purpose of the book. You can't right. crack it open. And you can't read it. And that's my personal thought because yeah. I feel the yeah. same way. I want to enjoy it. I collect a lot of original comic yeah. art. And, well, like, but, I have stuff that could fade, but I want to look at it, you know? True. Yeah. Then you should have it framed in UV glass. Museum glass. Yeah. 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 But, however, you know, I know that instantly you slab it. For a lot of these books, they go way up in value. That's just economics. Yeah, and yeah, I can't fault anyone for that. So it's so you guys are against it. You'd rather, I mean, at least for yourself personally, uh, you'd rather yeah, keep your personally, yeah. But like retail wise, no. Oh yeah, we're all for it there. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You won't say that at sure, the store. Sure. How much of slabbing do you think actually provides an authentication for whatever book it is? I, I think it. It gets. I a, mean, yeah, it's legit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not gonna you know cut myself off from getting a job with them one day. You know, sure, sure. Hey, can I slap books and yeah, sure, whatever. But then even then, there there are tiers of you know I, I put more stock in CGC than say yeah. CBCS. I'm not gonna lie, uh, and yeah, I don't even know why really. CGC is a gold standard because they were there first. The guys who started CBCS um, worked for CGC. Yeah, yeah. they're like, so. I mean, they're they're legit as well, yeah. but it just. Cache maybe, wise, maybe if they just made a cooler, you know, banner <laughs> like up top. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, so, that'd be... Yeah, so you know, we're looking like the inspiration, like Coke and RC Cola right now. Yeah, yeah. sure. I love RC. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can't get uh, RC Cola everywhere. So there you go. yeah, I think right. that's part of the problem. Is that guy dressed as a Karate Kid? Yeah, a uh, which guy? Not not the Ralph Macchio Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, the Jaden Smith Karate Kid or the no, oh, the Karate Kid from the, the Legion? Yeah, Legion Smith? of Superheroes. Oh, so that'd be awesome. I oh, never yeah. see that. Well, Have you seen any good costumes today? I saw the Hamburglar. Yeah. All right. Uh, that fuck must be brought to justice if I may curse <laughs> yeah. a little bit. You may. If not, Especially you can edit. over fucking Hamburglar. Oh, the fucking Hamburglar. <laughs> I heard yeah. he shivved uh, the Grimace. I think Grimace could take it. I think he's oh, like God, a kingpin yeah. type. Yeah, of, yeah, he he's can. the kingpin of the McDonald's world, yes, right? For sure. Just because you can take it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. No, that's, <laughs> I, this a, is coming from a man who's been shanked many times, oh, obviously. Of course, yeah. I mean, just, I'm in a high-risk <laughs> shank. He's been shivved. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in a high-risk business. You've been punched in the head. Yes, he, I, oh, yes, what he, yes, the fuck? Yeah. I yes, actually just read that story preparing for this interview, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, Rich Johnson breaking the story? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I went on, it happened, and uh, I'm not going to name names, but uh, you can. it's easy to find out. We'll name uh, them. You can name <laughs> yeah. them. Go to them. So the really funny thing is um, it happened, and I had to make some phone calls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did that just happen? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it did. Yeah. So like one of my first five phone calls was to me, and I'm like, 
You'll never believe what happened. Yeah. We have to talk about it on the podcast. Like, Tomorrow podcast, you know, three o'clock. Be there. I'm like, what's this all about? And then he, we podcasted about and it. And you guys got to listen to their podcast because it's it's an in depth and funny reaccount and and analyzation of oh what my happened. God. It's, yeah, it is, it's yeah. Like, look up the Ming and Mike Travelers episode eighty seven or eighty six. <laughs> I was like, Mike what the punched. hell? And uh, yeah, Mike details uh, in de- in detail. The time he got sucker punched in the back of the head. That's the best part is that it's a sucker punch. Like, I don't want to go into the whole thing because I know you guys have covered it. But, like, the fact it's that like, it was a sucker hell? punch. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, a fight does, is a fight, but a sucker that? punch is a sucker it, punch, it's, right? Like, it's, it's almost as if he threw a shoe at you. Right. But, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who throws a shoe? We were like, who throws a punch to the back of the head or, while the guy's unlocking a comic like, book store? took a pair of underwear and tried to shove it in my mouth. It's like, that's <laughs> gross. Stop yeah. doing that. No one does that. That's what guys do. Me? Oh, my God. That was probably his next move. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Ew. Oh, my God. Oh, right? I'm going to throw up, bro. Well, You're uh, kidding. I dodged a bullet there. You did. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. You guys got to check out the podcast, because it, their podcast, because it's really, really funny, and it explains the whole the whole thing. We don't want to retread. But Appreciate it. I got one more thing that we okay. can either do right now, or do we it. can turn it off and do, do it. it. But I have do a. It. I want to try to make a deal with you okay. guys. All right. You want right, to try it? Sure. What do you got? Okay. Okay. I've visited the stash before. Okay. You guys have framed, at least it was a year or two, okay. two or three years ago, okay. framed behind a cabinet right. a Quesada Daredevil page from when Kevin wrote. Yes. Daredevil versus Bullseye. Yeah. Yes. I need that page. You can't have that. Why? I'm sorry. Because Ke- it's Kevin's. But is it? Is it's it not s- the stash. It's Kevin's. But is that specific page something that means something to him and he wouldn't trade it for the oh, page yeah. that comes right he after? He thinks it's some of his best writing. Yeah. That specific page? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I don't want to tell him that, but I have the the next consecutive. I don't, page. I don't want to tell him that because that'll drive up the, the price. price. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, it and won't. then typically they don't give uh, uh, when everything's done. They don't give the writer a page. It's the right. artist, inker, and no, then it's, the company. it's a writer. Writer gets a uh, it's a writer, artist, and inker that they divvy up the. Oh, uh, I didn't really? know that. And I then, yeah, like and one, then third, one third, one third, and one third. Marvel, don't they get one really? of the pages? No, too? no, they don't. Okay. No, Marvel gets nothing. Okay, because I know he sold a bunch of Kevin sold a bunch of pages back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, just pages he had, and you know, it's like. I'm not yeah. going to use all these, so... It, as far as artwork, though, you, you can have your Monet's and Manet's, man. That's a rich, That's one of a kind. That's, that's, and let yeah. me, if I can, can I tell you a quick story. Sure. That page, I do special effects, practical special okay. effects. I was in New York City working on I Am Legend in oh, okay. 2007. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. But it was a, well, I was 25. So it was, okay, like it was a great was job in New York City. And that's when I got into comics. Right. And the first one, I got into Punisher Max by Garth Ennis, and yep. I got into Daredevil by Kevin. Yeah. It was the first two books that I got into. Right. And that one page, the page that we're talking about, it's a Daredevil Bullseye fight, blew me the fuck away. I was like, this, that is the best writing of either of those two characters yeah. that I've ever seen. So I, I'm late to the game now. This is probably like 2007. And I'm looking for art. And the art, Quesada prices are ridiculous. Right. And there's not a lot. Um, a guy named Spencer Beck repped him in, um, in that time. Yeah. There's a guy in New York. He had a handful of, of Quesada pa- Daredevil pages, but right. they were all like Foggy or Karen. And those pages were like six, seven, eight, nine hundred yeah, yeah, dollars yeah. for just dialogue. Right. right. Nothing with Daredevil on it. And I went to uh, New York Comic Con around then, maybe like two thousand eight, and I was just flipping through his bins just to see the case out of work in person. Right. He had the next page in the sequence that we're talking about with Daredevil and Bullseye yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's at two pages before Karen dies. Right. And it was in the bin for sale. And I was like, it had not been on the website. I'd never heard of it. I'd right. never seen it before. And it had a it had a number three hundred on top. And I was like, is this for sale? And the guy was like, yep, that's $300. And I was like, would you move on the price at all? He's like, no, Joe wants what he wants. So I was like, okay. I was out here. I was like, will you ship it to LA? And I got the next page 
in that series wow. for 300 bucks. It's wow. like, what the fuck? It's a good deal, man. It's, it's amazing. And I love, I love that fight scene. But like I said, that page. That's the page. And that has an emotional connection to you as well. For so, sure. And yeah, really, it, cool. it really, if you guys ever talk to Kevin about it or if he ever remembers, first of all, tell him, I have some cool stuff. I would love to talk to him about the I'm stuff that I have. But Probably going to be more than 300 if he ever yeah, does gonna decide be more to sell it. But yeah. Quite I mean, a bit that, more that than seems, 300. Well, yeah, what's the price on top? That's what I pay, man. Yeah. That's yeah. what I pay. Right. Um, but no, that's, I mean, that's really cool. Please, if you ever talk to him, tell okay. him you met someone. That was my introduction to comics and I was in it to win it after that. Right so. on, man. Cool. Wait, now you have a quest. A journey. Oh, a, well, I know where it is. I just I know. gotta now get him to, to move it, on. Though. I got watch uh, like art. There's a there's a hole cut in a circle in the glass, yeah, right? and that's the only thing missing. Like, I even thought about coming to the store in a daredevil costume and trying to like abscond quietly with it. I wouldn't have actually right. left I, left with we, it, but I think you just wandering around in a daredevil costume in the store right. would draw suspicion to no, you. No, because I'm like 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 actual daredevil, like actual daredevil. I'm a ninja. You would, you, there's no way you would have saw oh, me. Like, the there's no way you would have seen There's no way you would have seen me. And then I would have come back in with it and yeah, said, look, I just stole this. Do you fear prosecution, sir? Because that's yeah. what you're Do you fear you're Walt Flanagan? Because you, you should. Do you, have, do you have the losses of Nelson and Murdoch attorneys at law behind you? Because if you don't, then you're, yeah, I probably wouldn't even well, try ultimately, it. Ultimately, I figured that might not be the best way to go about it. But at yeah. some point, at some point, yeah. Let tell Kevin I'd love to work All out right, a deal. I'm sure Please. there's a probably more legal means of obtaining that. Page. Yeah, yeah. And I'll wear whatever means he wants. If he wants me to wear the suit, I'll wear the suit. That's... I think money. I'm yeah, sure. more, more money than money anything else. Everyone, okay. Everything's got a price on it. Yeah. So yeah. Well, if you guys haven't come to the store, you got to go see Jane Silent oh, yeah. Bob's Secret Stash. Sure. It's really really fun. We actually came uh, last time we came was the day you guys were shooting. And they were like, oh, sorry, we don't, we don't need any more extras. And we're uh, like, we actually just want to look in the store. We don't, they're like, all right, just hang out for a little bit. So yeah. then we got to walk around. We talked right with on, you man. guys. So it was a lot, a lot of fun. So thank you for having us there. Thank you for a great podcast. Yeah, thank you thank for a great you, television show. Not at all. Movies. You guys have done movies. Yeah. And thank you very much for this interview. Of course. We really, thank really, you, really man. appreciate it. Great luck it. with uh, the launch pad, man. I'm going to take you up next time yep. I'm in Jersey Please area. Yep. I, will, I will let you guys know and we will do something Fantastic, fun. man. Great. Thank, Thank you guys you. very much. Thank you, man. We are at Los Angeles Comic-Con 2018, speaking with the comic book men. Launchpad out. Another good interview, Rumi. You're always so good at the man on the street stuff. I love hearing it. It's so much fun to edit, especially when I don't know what I'm about to hear. And then like I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is freaking great. And then I'm always like, I wish I was there. So, I always wish you were there. Yeah, too. I know. It's like, so much fun. And it's like, it's, it's fun because I think... You and I are an interesting team because we have different, not different areas of expertise, but like I know a little bit more about some of the nerdy aspects of comic books. Yes. You know some more movies and shit maybe that I don't know, but I feel like we always work together so well. And and when I do stuff without you. Don't throw up. (laughs) (laughs) When I get real nervous sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And when I do stuff without you, I'm like, I always just wish you were there. Even if, like, you would always contribute something because you always ask a question I didn't think of. You always bring something. Even if it's, and not even if, a lot of times it's a fucking joke. And, like, that's what this podcast is about, really, is us trying to make each other fucking laugh (laughs) and, like, out-nerd each other. Well, if anything, just being able to, when we're doing interviews or something, look over and get that, like, oh, man, high five later. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just that moment you're talking to somebody that you love talking to. You're excited, they're excited, and you're like, we're killing this right now. Like, <laughs> high five. Like, we will talk about our boners yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you got to talk to Ming and Michael, but you also got to talk to Brian later. Let's throw that interview. Launchpad Podcast. We are here at the Los Angeles Comic Book Comic Con 2018. I'm here back. We interviewed two of the comic book men earlier. I'm here back with 
Brian Johnson. How's it going, sir? It's going well. Was that a, was that a warm up so you could get to like the meat of the sh- of the cast? Oh yeah, yes, that's exactly what it was. That's it, right? Well, you-, you fascinate me. I'm a very big fan of the show. I'm a huge comic book nerd. You are not, correct? I am not. At least historically speaking. And I love that you hang out with these comic book nerds. Yeah. Like will- willingly. It's it's like like the pretty girl who hangs out with all her fat friends. That's you? You're the but pretty girl. I'm the pretty girl. Yeah, they're the fat friends. I've yeah. described you as such. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty little girl. <laughs> oh, little, a pretty little girl. Well, you got to start young. If you're, if you're a young girl, right? If you're a young girl and you realize you're pretty, you have to maximize that. Because I those see. looks will eventually fade. You can't even conceive of losing your looks when you're a pretty eight-year-old. But it's going to come, man. I don't know how old you are, but your looks are maintaining. You are a pretty little girl. I, I'll give you. it to you. Thank you. Yeah. You're a pretty little girl who's done a lot of great stuff. Um, not only are you associated with these guys on the show, but you've also had a, a pretty pretty big film background, and it's not just Steve Dave. It's not. No. Um, what a storied career I have. Uh, <laughs> doing little bit parts in Kevin's movie and then uh, making a movie of my own. Uh, Vulgar, that was like 2000, mm-hmm. year 2000. And then some comics with Walt, you know, did some comics with Walt and stuff like that. Well, I want to, I'd love to talk about Vulgar for a minute because you wore a lot of hats on that movie. You wrote it, you, uh, directed, you wrote it, it. directed it, you edited it too, right? Edited and I was in it. That's, I mean, that's, that's a lot to do on your first movie, right? It was, yeah. It was a lot more than I, I probably should have done. Like in retrospect, like if I had not been in it, I would have had more time to think out shots and make it look better and then that kind of stuff. But I don't know if I, I figured if I only did it once, then I can look back and be like, I did all this stuff in it. You know, now I definitely know this movie. I watched this movie in high school when it, I don't know where I must have first seen it. Uh, Blockbuster. Remember, remember that? Like one maybe? more time. I can't hear you. I don't know when the, the first time I saw that movie was. I must have rented it or found it at like either a con or, or bought right. it somewhere. Um, can you give a, a quick pitch of what the movie's about? Vulgar. Uh, the movie's basically about a, a party, a kid's party clown who cannot make ends meet, and he devises a plan to uh, make a little extra money performing as, at bachelor parties as a joke, like, you know, to, to, to punk the, uh, the, the bachelor. That would have been the parlance of the times. People were still punking each other back then. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher was uh, leading a nation in punking. We are dating the shit out of this oh, interview, yeah, yeah. like, for sure. I, as your first outing, I know that you probably would critique it harder than I would, but it, it's, it's great, and it, it is there. You made it. Um, are you a horror guy? Because I know the episode where you got the tattoo, there's a whole zombie thing about right. that. Um, you have a horror background as far as a, a niche in film? Well, I mean, I grew up in the 70s, so there were a lot of like uh, made-for-TV horror movies on. My mother was big into horror, so she would take me to the movies and stuff. So that's kind of how I, I got into the whole uh, horror thing. So yeah, I'm mostly like versed in like 70s stuff, 70s into the 80s. Do you have a special love for that or just something that you grew up watching? Uh, a special love for it? Yeah, for for horror, for specifically for 70s horror. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Well, give, I mean, me, give me some of your big ones. For, for 70s horror, I mean, if I'm not going to include, like, big, like, you know, like, The Exorcist or Carrie or, or any of them, there's um, a movie called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which sure. eventually they remade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like that one. I loved the first one. Like, the first one I saw when I think it was, like, seven or eight, so I slept the lights on for, like, a year. There's one called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I just watched that recently. That's a great it's movie. It's so weird. It's with the, the lady who was in the Goya Beans commercial. Mm-hmm. The Goya. Oh, boya. So, like... Um, <laughs> Again, dating um, the shit out of this interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, what's the other one that... Um, shit, I'm blanking on the name. It, it has Peter Cushing in it, and it's, um, 
it takes place on a train and there's like a frozen like monster and if you look into its eyes like you it kills you oh yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 there, I can't Peter believe Christian I can't remember the name so many friggin movies um, I know. We'll edit that in. We'll, we'll edit your okay. voice in later. Oh, I remember. It was blank. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so whatever that movie was called, you know, and then like 70s, like real 70s stuff, like, you know, like um, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, like I said, The Exorcist, Carrie, like all, all that stuff that if I didn't see it in theaters, I saw it on VHS in the early 80s. So yeah, I, I would say that's definitely my favorite time period and genre. Have you pulled any of of in, pulled any inspiration from those films or even that period to put into your you, some of this stuff that you've done, whether uh, it's well, movies well, if, or comics or yeah? If you well, if you look at Vulgar, um, the uh, the dad and the two sons are very sort of like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, mm-hmm. uh, how they how they argue and they they bicker and all that other like weird stuff. Sure. So like it was drawn heavily on that, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Two I loved, and I was at a, I was at a, a barbecue with Kevin Smith, you know, my friend, and I'm just talking to some guy randomly. This would have been like '94, '95. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm Brian, and he goes, oh, I'm LM Kit Carson, and I'm like, you're, you wrote Texas Chainsaw Two, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, and I was like, there was no one I would rather be sitting with in that moment. That's incredible. Than, than that guy, it was crazy, yeah, and telling me about writing it and. You know where he got inspiration from for certain things. It's like it was because it's so crazy that movie and so deviates so far from the, the first one. Yeah, you know that it's almost like a Halloween two into Halloween three type right. situation. And you I know? tell you, I'm a big horror guy, but it took me until like within the last year to not only get on board, but now I love Chainsaw Two. Oh yeah, because uh, you, I wanted it to be a sequel to the first one, which it is, right. but it's just so. It's what you just said about the Halloween comparison is wow. is apt. It's just way the fuck out there. It has nothing to do with right. any. I mean, it's got chainsaws, I guess, but it's got chainsaws, yeah. And got like Bill Mosley is so good in that. Yeah. Like it's that performance is just so out there and wild, like that he committed big time. And that's the one thing that I kind of wish that that was in the first one because that character, the hitchhiker, is, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, because he's the hitchhiker in the first one, but he's chop top in the second one, right? right? That character, it would have changed the, the, the idea of the first movie, but right. his performance was so strong, and it just comes out of nowhere. I think that's the first... Well, I mean, I guess you have the chainsaw um, truck fight, right? Or the chainsaw truck attack. Yeah. That happens first, but then when you see Chop Top in the, uh, the, 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 the radio station, that's when the movie is like, what the fuck yeah. is happening here? Like, you messed up my best Sonny Bono <laughs> wig, dude. <laughs> it's just so... The lines are so out there, you know? It's definitely, it's, it, it, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure you have, but if you haven't seen it, you yeah, got to check watch it out. It. Um, well, thank you very much for taking a couple minutes to talk horror with us, man. I yep, really appreciate that, Mr. Johnson. Have a wonderful rest of the con. Thanks. So yeah, three-fourths of the comic book, man, not bad. So who's left? Who's the fourth one? Who Walt. Do we get to- Walt Flanagan. Oh, man. Let's, we'll talk to him at some point. Let's get him. Walt, we've talked to most of your crew. Let's get you on this thing. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walt Flanagan, I know you're listening. Uh, we definitely would love to get you at some point. I've talked, like I said, I've talked to all them before because I've been to the store. I've talked to all of them trying to get that motherfucking dare. Is the daredevil page going to be in that thing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've talked to all of them about the motherfucking I th- I, daredevil page. I think page. that'll be a continuing futile quest of the Launchpad podcast. Well, see, here's the thing. And I don't know how much I've talked about this on the show. I think you've talked about you it twice know- now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in general, I think, you know, me, I don't let something go. And clearly this is not going to be an easy win. No, it may never but, be a win. But, but I here's what's fun. I find it hard to yeah. walk away from something. 
forever. Even if you never get that page, the adventure of every now and then being like, I'm at a better position to ask than sure, I was. Sure, like, right. like a couple of years ago, you had no reason to even reach out. Now you're talking to the comic book men and have an avenue to where that comic book page is posted. Well, it's like it is. It, there is a certain thing about the thrill of the hunt because there's times where I will find like something will will something will get in my mind and I want to get into my sights and then I got to find it. Mm -hmm. And that happened years ago, probably like five years ago, where this book, this page, what I'd always thought was great. When I started collecting original art, I eventually was like, I should look for that page. All those case, all those case, all those Quesada Daredevil all pages. Those had, all those quesadillas. All those Quesada Daredevil pieces were gone. Yeah. And I got mine, which was great, but like all the really cool Daredevil in costume, especially from the fucking issue where Karen Page dies. What? They're gone. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Get with the fucking times, man. Even I was late to the game. <laughs> but that was a hundred years ago now. But like I to to know where that is. And you're yeah. like, okay, I know who has it. At least I know that like there's other pages that I've wanted and a collector for whatever reason wasn't ready to sell or was asking too much. That's yeah. scary because you know, you know, Joe Schmo has it, but you know he would sell it for X amount of dollars. Yeah. So if someone gets there before you with that much or that better, you know, a better trade, that might go to the wind and you would not know where it was per se. Yeah. At least it seems like this is at the stash. And we'll stay there for a while. Yeah. So there's not an a, a, an attitude of like someone else might get in there first. Yeah. But it's like to me, I'm always like, okay, so you're saying I can't do it this way or this way. Like they said I might be able to buy it for twenty thousand dollars. Huh. So well, that's never gonna happen cash wise. But and then I was like, well, what if I get like a famous artist to trade something? I was like, Kevin Smith has access to better art than I do. So the chances that I would get something that Kevin Smith couldn't. That's rough, but I haven't I haven't stopped thinking about it yet. And I always I always think of a different way. It'll be a fun quest. We just can't be those guys who are always like, hey, give me that shit. No, every every I don't know, ten years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll contact you. Them, you don't like, you don't want to be known for being that guy. I want to be known as the fun podcaster dudes who had a good interview. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, eh, like two years from now, they'll be like, that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm gonna take eighteen thousand dollars off that asking price. <laughs> For that sentimental thing that I worked so hard on that I've already told this idiot no four times. About. <laughs> well, Rumi, as usual, some really good interviews. I can't wait to drop more LA Comic-Con content, but it'll probably have to wait to the new year because we have so much stuff coming out this month. I can't wait for you guys to hear all the things we have. We have some special guests coming on to talk about the Bill and Ted movies. I'm really excited about that. We got Destroya coming Oh, man, Destroyer's still coming out every Monday. Destroyer Mondays on the launchpadpod.com, the official comic book of the Launchpad podcast. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at launchpadpod and stick with us all holiday season long as we drop great episodes for you. We have a fun little PSA. Did you guys listen to Shake Hands with Danger? If you haven't listened to that yet, look it up. Shake Hands with Danger. It's a, a, P, a, a PSA made by... Was it what was the company? Caterpillar. Caterpillar made by uh, you know industrial machinery, and it's a safety PSA. That's um, I don't want to say musical, but it's got a good little limerick in it. And fuck if, fuck if that shit doesn't get stuck in your head, I defy you to listen to it without a being safer while also making your own little songs. Yes, please send us those little songs that you made up based on the Shake Hands with Danger PSA. Man, 
man, it's been a fun year. I love the holiday season. I can't wait to keep it going. Till next time, we're the Rocketeers. Matt, what are we? Ignition Out. sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.